Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Apostolic Archives podcast. The following episode you're about to listen to was recorded in the year 1983 by the United Pentecostal Church International. It is entitled Profiles in Missions. It is a home missions promo uh, that contains various testimonials within it. I hope you enjoy it today. Presented by the General Home Missions Division of the United Pentecostal Church International. This is our way of saying, look what your Christmas for Christ investment has produced. You gave, you prayed, others went, and now there are new churches being built in North America. The conquest of world evangelism demands that we continue to expand our base in North America so fruitful boughs can reach over the wall to all people everywhere. The mandate of the church is missions. The whole gospel to the whole world starts with our Jerusalem. A lost soul must hear this gospel. It matters not where he lives. If he is lost, the gospel is for him. The responsibility of the General Home Missions Division is to evangelize North America. Our mission story again this year takes you to the front line where valiant soldiers often fight with outdated equipment, are wounded with no purple hearts, and die with no one to blow taps. However, they seek no pity, but only desire a place of service. They have brought the light to their city. city. Now a new lighthouse has been erected to guide the traveler away from the rocks and steer them to safety. Peter and Bonnie Stetson are the lighthouse keepers of this city. As you see this ship about ready to be launched, ready to go into service, so did home Bible studies launch out in this apartment building in the city of Bath. It wasn't too long after this that a building was found in Old Wesleyan Church, which was used on Tuesday nights free of charge for Bible studies. It was in this building that the first one received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, our son Jeffrey. The church began to grow as interest seemed to be on the increase. We owe the growth of the church in the city of Bath, Maine to the prayers and the support of the Christmas for Christ program. But we were able to leave our job and begin to go full time into the ministry. Christmas for Christ means so much to us because we were born in a Christmas for Christ church in the city of Augusta, Maine, pastored by Brother Jackie Wilhoyt. Bonnie Stetson accepted the challenge with her husband. Well, I love and appreciate the Lord. I thank him for the opportunity that we can work here in Bath, Maine. I thank him for the hungry souls that we can go into their home and we can teach home Bible studies. For the film strip that we saw with Brother Wright, 
that was what really called us when we saw that. It really did something to our heart, stirred us, and got us going to really get out there and work for the Lord. I appreciate the Lord and all that he's done. James Booster wanted to know more about God. I asked my friend about having a Bible study. Pastor Stetson called me up and he set up a time on Monday nights for a Bible study. I wanted to find out about religion, the Bible, Holy Ghost, and the history of the Old and New Testament. I also wanted to know why there were so many different religions for the same God. My wife and I went to church on Sunday. We were baptized the same evening in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins, Acts 2.38. I've learned to pray, fast, and put God first in everything I do. I have not had a cigarette or had a drink of an alcoholic beverage since I have been seeking the Lord. Then there was Darlene Staples. I kept searching because I knew down in my heart there had to be something better than what the world had to offer. I saw one of my brothers high and popping pills all the time, and the other one drank a lot, and I made up my mind I did not want any of it. My father found a church that preached the message God had revealed to him some years earlier. He took our family to church, and God's power was so strong because it was the only place I had ever felt the power of God so strong. The next Sunday, I was baptized in Jesus' name, and about a month later, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Timothy Staples also came to this life. A friend asked me if I wanted a Bible study, and I said yes. The week of the fifth lesson, God took all my habits away, and I asked God to forgive me of my sins. I got baptized that weekend and received the Holy Ghost a couple months later. Thank God he delivered my soul from bondage. Betty Smith came and brought her whole family. Mama, I used to smoke very heavily, and I didn't think I could ever give it up. And then I got the Holy Ghost, and I didn't have to, there's no withdrawal. He also has blessed me and my children out of four with the Holy Ghost, and I thank him for that. And I'm very thankful for this church in bad name. I'm thankful for Brother and Sister Stetson. The whole church is very loving. I thank God for the Christmas for Christ. David Ledbetter was in the U.S. Navy. I'm very thankful for the church here. I want to thank the Home Missions Department and Christmas for Christ and for making this church here in Bath, Maine uh, possible for the people that are in the military. when Alonzo Dummett and his family drove into Stittsville, Ontario. All their earthly possessions had been loaded on a Hugh Hall truck. Previous to this time, five months had been spent in paperwork, which was to allow them to move from Ohio to the city of Stittsville, Ontario. Upon their arrival in the city, they were welcomed by Tina Gravel, the only member of their new church. Through intercessory prayer and the teaching of the home Bible study, God began to move. They began to plant the seeds of the word on a one-to-one -one basis, and God began to give the increase. Brother Dummett taught home Bible study to the Cole family. 
they responded to God's word and were eager to receive this New Testament experience. Then Brother Dermot taught the Grolo family. There was Paul and his wife who were both baptized in Jesus' name and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then there was Doris who was born again and said, I can't explain this beautiful feeling inside. I feel so clean and free. She brought her friend Debbie who said after receiving the Holy Ghost, my fear is gone. I'm not depressed anymore. I don't lie anymore. I have a wonderful feeling inside. The church has become like a family to me. Brother Dummett taught Gail, who confessed that conviction began to take effect during the home Bible study. The night she received the Holy Ghost, her desire for God was so intense that she practically ran to the altar. God's response was immediate. Karen Demoff visited the Stittsville United Pentecostal Church. She said, when the congregation started to sing, my heart inside was singing too. And I felt a joy and love in that church that brought tears to my eyes. When the pastor started to preach about plowing that straight line toward God, it touched home with me. I had found what I had been looking for. Karen got Tim involved in Brother Dummett's home Bible study. Now he also rejoices in this newfound life in the spirit. Gordon Williams was also taught home Bible study by Brother Dummett. Gordon's brother-in-law called from Chicago to warn him he was coming to baptize him in Jesus' name. Gordon was furiously angry. But after three hours of exploring God's word, he was baptized and received the Holy Ghost. Now Gordon and Marina, the wife who helped win him, live that good life together. Marina no longer fights depression, but she now teaches a Sunday school class. Marina's new joy in the Holy Ghost created a hunger in the heart of her brother David, who came to drink at this fountain of life. Marina brought her mother, B. Fober, to the United Pentecostal Church in Stittsville. As they walked up the steps, she heard them singing, something beautiful, something good. Conviction had begun its work. B wants to express her thanks by saying, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in our assembly. God is giving an increase. Thank you, Christmas for Christ, for supporting this very special ministerial family in Stittsville. Lois Howey was also won through Marina's influence. She wants to thank those who gave to CFC last year. She was another of those who were won through the home Bible study. She said, I am a new babe in Christ. Barb Gonzalez's life was influenced by Karen Dimoff. The first service in this revival church revealed to her what was missing in her life. She testifies to the transformation that took place in her life. She says, that was a night I will never forget. I found such peace and joy, and she wants to say thank you, CFC.
loss of Marina Williams continues to grow as her exuberant Christian testimony affects those whom she comes in contact with. Thus, like begets like as God adds to the church. Sister Dermot so well remembers driving into Stittsville that cold winter day with a U-Haul truck. They were asked, are all your possessions on that truck? They answered, yes, we have come to stay. Four people came to that first service, but the Dummets were not discouraged. By faith, they believed a harvest would be reaped from this ripe field. In time, they would see their dreams come true. Jason was the only son of the Dummets. How would he adjust to this new way of life? And so they asked Jason, how do you like your new home? He said, I like it. That big tree is a great place for a tree house. And that big yard is a great place for a dog. Well, several months later, God supplied the tree house and the dog. The dog's name, Amos Obadiah. Lively, frisky, freckle-faced little boys and girls came to the tree house. Many of them came to church. Some of them brought their parents. Sister Dummett said it was a privilege to be in Stittsville doing the work of God. God has a people there for his namesake. She is excited about the revival atmosphere that prevails in each service. Brother Dummett lives for each day in pastoring this great revival church. As the new converts are coming in and being taught and being discipled, now they are teaching home Bible studies themselves. God is giving the increase, not only in numbers, but also in spiritual growth. In the past year, Christmas for Christ made all this possible. God has raised up a church here in Stittsville in the year that we were on Christmas for Christ. Vanessa Enlow are also products of the Christmas for Christ Church in Augusta, Maine. Jackie Wilhoyt was their pastor. I want to say that we are indebted to Christmas for Christ for supporting the work here in Highland Park, New Jersey. In 1981, Sister Enlow and I and our three boys came to the city of Highland Park. We had a burden and we wanted to see souls saved. We taught 15 home Bible studies, and two months later, we baptized over 20 souls in the name of Jesus Christ, and 20 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Truly, God is giving revival in North America. Two months later, we engaged in two more home Bible studies, and two months after that, we baptized 16 more people. In the first six months on the field, we baptized approximately 40 people in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. I want to say 
that we are so indebted to Christmas for Christ for caring and sharing and supporting the work in Highland Park, New Jersey. Because you gave, we can have revival. Thank you for giving to Christmas for Christ. Vanessa Enlow stands by her pastor husband. His dreams are her dreams. If he believes they can build a church, then together, with the help of God, they will make it happen. We arrived in Highland Park, New Jersey in May of 1981. We immediately started teaching home Bible studies and visiting homes, letting people know that we came to this city to start a church. Well, immediately home Bible studies flourished and people were asking questions about the Lord. Well, people were really hungry for the Word of God. In August of 1981, we had baptized over 20 souls. God truly is blessing the work in Highland Park. I thank God for Christmas for Christ, for people with a burden that was sacrificed and gave to a needy cause. Everyone can't go and start a church, but through giving to Christmas for Christ, we can all be a part of the end time revival. Michael Jones was influenced by a sister-in-law who was a brand new convert. One day I walked in the house of my sister-in-law and she said that she got a touch by God and received the Holy Ghost. So from then on I got involved in going to the First United Pentecostal Church and the first time I stepped in the church it was beautiful. <laughs> on Sunday I went and got baptized and the next day I received the Holy Ghost. And right now my life is very beautiful. I thank the Lord, I thank the pastor in law, I thank his wife, I thank everybody in the church for everything they have done for me. Praise the Lord! Michael and Brenda Jones were soon convinced of the promise of God's Word. The Holy Ghost baptism brought a revolution in their lives. Things are different now, thanks to Jesus and the new birth they have experienced. Carol Adams walked a crooked road that would end on a dead-end street. Then she found what she needed to turn her life around. My life for a long while after a divorce had been very lonely. I was doing things that I thought would make me happy. I was drinking and I was taking all kinds of drugs. I got to the point where there was nowhere to go and no one to talk to. I repented of my sins, I received the Holy Ghost, and I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This was in 1982. I'm thankful to the Lord for bringing Brother and Sister Emily to us, and I'm thankful to Christmas for Christ for bringing them to Highland Park, New Jersey. Praise the Lord. The sin trap had effectively ensnared Juanita Cryer. Two years ago, I was living in sin. I was taking drugs. My husband and I hung out in bars, doing the things of the world. I thought I was too good to pray, and one day my friend asked me to go with her to brother and sister in those house to meet them. I came and I got on my knees and I started praying, and I felt the Lord and it felt real good. And I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So I received the Holy Ghost and I thank the Lord for saving my soul. And I thank Christmas for Christ for sending and sponsoring brother and sister in law. Denise Shank thought that life was just forgetting. I remember a time when all I cared about was myself and now I'm starting to love others. I tried to help people get the happiness I got. Last year, we spent our Christmas in a different way. Normally, we were buying a lot of toys and stuff like that, but this Christmas, we gave money to Jesus through Christmas for Christ. I remember Christmas before last, we all got drunk and we did things that wasn't right and wasn't pleasing to God, but this last Christmas, we celebrated the birth of Jesus, and I had a clean heart because I wasn't carrying all those sins. God baptized me with the Holy Ghost and showed me that life is worth living. Now I can be happy and wake up in the morning looking for happiness, not another dreary, boring day. Thank God there's a church in Holland Park because of Christmas for Christ. 
Gary Haskins was a church-going sinner who knew something was missing in his life. While I was being taught the home Bible studies, I was introduced to the first United Pentecostal Church. I was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It changed my attitude. The Lord delivered me from alcohol, delivered me from the pot smoking and the pills popping, and I thank Christopher Christ for sending Brother Enloe to the city of Highland Park. Cheryl Haskins, along with her husband, recognized that just going to church was not enough. I thought I was saved because I was a faithful church member, but there was still an emptiness in me. Through the Bible study, I began to see what I was lacking, and that was the Holy Ghost and the baptism in Jesus' name. I received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Thank God for a Christmas for Christ. Jackie Ronberry thought the good life of the world was just around the next bend of the road. Just thinking, as long as I had what I wanted for myself, I had it all. But I didn't have it all, and I started repenting. I said, I want to go to church. I've been filled with the precious Holy Ghost. I love the Lord, and I would never give up the Lord for anything, because there's nothing out there in the world. And answer echoes from an old rugged an exciting historic event transpired in St. Joseph, Missouri. People gathered from miles around. At 7 a.m. a train whistle blew, mail was transferred from the train, placed in saddlebags, and thrown over a horse. The rider touched spurs to his horse and the long, dangerous journey to California was begun. Thus was the beginning of the Pony Express. But on May the 1st, 1981, Another historic event was recorded in heaven. A man of God, Robert Bell, with his wife, Tannis, arrived in St. Joe to build a Bible-believing church. We launched into a home Bible study outreach program, my wife and I teaching as high as 10 Bible studies per week. At this time, we were just depending upon the Lord to meet our financial needs. Winter came and construction just about came to a halt because of the climate of this country. We found ourselves without work. I had applied for Christmas for Christ. And my wife and I ministered in home mission churches across several states. We saw all kinds of situations in these home mission churches. We saw home mission pastors with their children in need of clothes and didn't have shoes to wear. One particular church we were ministering in, we saw the home mission's pastor's wife eating popcorn for supper. And I often thought as I preached at these home mission churches, why do these preachers stay? What makes them tick? In my little mind, I would say, well, it's just a city. And so many times I thought it would be so much easier for them to leave than to stay. But I can look back now and I can understand that God was just taking us through a school. And then finally we received a letter in the mail that we had been approved for Christmas for Christ. And we received that first check.
which we just filled our cupboards up because they had been bare for so long. Then with the financial strain off of us, we were able to devote even more of our time to reaching out and doing the work of the Lord. And we began to teach even more on Bible studies. We saw miracle after miracle. Easter Sunday, we saw a beautiful record attendance of 93. Our only outreach has been home Bible studies. I started a home Bible study training seminar, and I invested something like 25 or 30 hours into five people that I was going to try to train to be home Bible study teachers. For Tannis Bell, the victories are worth all the sacrifices of the battle. I can truly say that these last two years here in St. Joseph, Missouri, have been the most happiest years of my whole life. If anyone would have told me even three or four years ago that my husband and I would be pastoring a home missions church, I wouldn't have liked the idea in the least. We evangelized for around nine years, and I knew that someday my husband would pastor, but I just took for granted it would be an established church. But since the Lord spoke to our hearts about coming to St. Joe, it's been the happiest two years of my whole life. There's not words to express how it makes me feel to see our new converts come in under the many circumstances in their lives. But it's been so wonderful to see them filled with the Holy Ghost and their lives have changed. It's been such a blessing. I want to also thank Christmas for Christ support here in St. Joe's. It has meant so much to us. One of the new converts in the St. Joe United Pentecostal Church is Roy Walker. He works at a packing house and one day started to drive a black bull. The bull charged Roy, knocked him down, and started to step all over him. When he saw the bull's foot descending on his chest, he believed he was going to die. He was hurt too bad to move himself. A very good friend of his, Steve Wilson, came by New Year's. Roy was still recuperating where the bull had injured him, but Steve helped him get ready and took him to church. They left that night and Roy said to himself, that was a nice sermon, but he did not plan to return. However, he went back the next Sunday and the next, and then he knew he had found what he wanted. He repented and was baptized in Jesus' name. My walk with the Lord is a very beautiful thing. It is full of love, and peace and faith. The Spirit of the Lord is inside my body to guide me in anything that happens. I love the Lord and praise His name all the time. Goldie Papa's life began in New Orleans, Louisiana, in the sin section of that city. To have a God that will bring you from the pits of hell to wash you as white as snow is a miracle. In New Orleans, Louisiana, at 12 years old, I danced with a stripper on Mardi Gras Day to win a bottle of champagne. I was in jail when I was 14. They raided the bar on Canal Street. I was still very unhappy and still searching. God baptized me with his beautiful Holy Ghost. He took away the pain of sin. Praise God for his salvation. The home of Ronnie and Barbara Collins had deteriorated into a state of unhappiness and tension. They rarely spoke to each other and were helpless to solve their own problems. We were both smoking two to three packs of cigarettes a day. It seemed as if the whole world was going to come crashing down around us at any time. I began to look for something solid I could depend on. I began to search the scriptures. 
My husband received the Holy Ghost. Then I received the Holy Ghost. But God miraculously delivered me from the bondage of cigarettes. Neither my husband nor I have ever desired a cigarette from that day. The revelation of the oneness of God was to be initiated through the bell son, Bo, who wore a t-shirt marked Preacher's Kid. This was instrumental in the Bells teaching their first home Bible study to the Collins. Through the home Bible study, we received the revelation of the oneness of God, Jesus' name, baptism, and the Holy Ghost. We were baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. Our family has been so richly blessed by this church and the ministry of Brother and Sister Bell. Pat Harris was the product of a broken home. She was abandoned when she was only two weeks old. Regular abuse and beatings left her with a deep longing to be loved. Polio paralyzed her throat and leg, and by the time she was 10, life was unbearable. She felt that she did not fit in anywhere. Four marriages and five children later, she was hiding her misery in the phony world of drugs and alcohol. The psychiatrist admitted he felt she was hopeless. He suggested she call a minister. Missionary Robert Bell brought a message of hope when he responded to her desperate plea for help. He told her of Calvary and of Jesus' love for her. She repented that day. For the first time in her life, she knew peace. No longer do I hide in drugs and alcohol, but I'm sheltered in his arms by his precious blood. I look forward to life each day and am excited with each new miracle. Steve Wilson's world was a world of fighting alcohol and drugs. Up until the time I was 28, my life had been filled with violence, drug abuse, alcohol, and many other bad habits. After a while, the alcohol and drugs didn't seem to help the deep depression, and I felt myself going further and further down into a deep, dark despair with no hope. I was in trouble with the law constantly, waking up behind jail bars only to find myself more depressed and lost. The only way to release my frustration was to fight. I have had knives and guns pulled on me, but I had no fear of dying. There was, just wasn't anything to live for. Someone had to have been praying for me. The picture was taken when I was 25, and about as low as an individual could get. Two other guys were out to prove how tough they were. Because of my being six foot six and weighing 240 pounds, I was a good candidate. As I was fighting one, the other proceeded to break a beer glass and to stab me with it. I found the Lord as my Savior, and at that altar in Calvary Pentecostal Church in St. Joseph, Missouri. I was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus soon after and filled with his spirit. After conversion, Steve became an effective witness and won his mother. It was then that I, too, wanted to live for God, gave up smoking and highballs besides other worldly desires. I can never thank God enough for giving me a chance for a better and fulfilling life. And now I use my boldness in telling people of Jesus Christ. I've been blessed with winning my mother and friends to the Lord. Try my Jesus. He's the answer to all your problems.
Will you take the light to the cities of this lost continent? Do you care if they are doomed forever? Will you do something about it this year? The Home Mission Division is a servant of the United Pentecostal Church. They can only do what you enable them to do. How many churches should we start each week? And what will you do to help us? Last year, 200 United Pentecostal churches were started in North America. That's almost four per week. At present time, there are 500 churches under the umbrella of the Home Missions Division. Our involvement with missionaries is selecting, moving, training, and funding. We have got to have your help. Approximately 250 missionaries attended our Christmas for Christ training seminar this year. These missionaries are now scattered across the North American continent, building churches that will contribute to world evangelism. If you were in this city without Jesus, would somebody in the United Pentecostal Church find you? Is it fair for you to know so much and the sinner have so little? Does an individual have to die lost just because he lives in a high-rise or a ghetto? Does the church care? Do you care? What are you going to do this year? North America is our base for world evangelism. With a gross national product of over $3 trillion and the highest income per capita in the world, we could finance world evangelism if enough sinners are converted. How many are lost in this city? How many Steves and Zellas, Juanitas and Garys, Billies and Josephs, and a million more whose names and faces are familiar to God? Can you forget the down and outers just because your stomach and soul have been satisfied? It might have been your lot to be deserted and alone without family or friends, and worst of all, without God. Do you suppose this woman ever was escorted by an angel? Or ever heard someone speak with tongues? Or did the thrill of sins forgiven ever become her personal experience? I ask you, is it fair? How many people live in the perimeter of this picture? Are you aware that we have reached only about one-tenth of one percent of our population? Isn't it time to change these figures? How many broken homes, runaway children, drug addicts, alcoholics, and prostitutes might we find in this city? Do you really want them to know that Jesus saves? In every crowd, there is the up and outer as well as the down and outer. Jesus loves them all. Do you love them too? How much do you love them? Do you love them enough to do something about it? Oh, North America is so beautiful and blessed of God. Majestic grandeur displaying the splendor of God's creation is everywhere. Prosperous city with soaring monuments to the successful works of men's hands are everywhere along our coastline. Who could improve on the work of the master artist as he spoke this beautiful planet into being? But beyond the superficial beauty and the majesty observable is a nation that is sick with sin. Men need the great physician, Jesus, but he won't be there unless someone takes him. This is the responsibility of the church. That is our calling. That's why we're asking you to give to Christmas for Christ this year. We must reach North America now. Men and money comprise the essence of missions. Those who aren't going must underwrite by supplying the money.